Coast and a great day to you wherever and whenever you may be listening. My name is Jason Dias, broadcasting and podcasting live from the studio of EloquentOnline.net in beautiful New Braunfels, Texas, Republic thereof. This is the Power Performance Podcast, the show that asks the question, if your brand were a band, would you leave the audience wanting more? And when we stop doing the weekly show and turn to just doing special podcast series, this is one that I was really looking forward to. Welcome to episode one of Fabulous Over 50. Our first guest today in the series is a guy that I've had on the show several times. His name is John Holt. He's the president and CEO of Nutmeg State Financial up in the great state of Connecticut. Somebody that I've gotten to know pretty well over the years, which is rare. A lot of the guests we've had on the show when we were doing a weekly show, I never actually met in person. And after they were on the show, never really had a lot of contact with them afterwards. I'm happy to say, I think John and I become friends. We're from the same generation. We're both over 50. He's fabulous over 50. I don't know if I'm fabulous over 50. I feel pretty fabulous most of the time. But I got the idea to do this show for a couple of reasons. Number one, and this goes back maybe 2013, we were sending, my son was much younger then, he's in college now, but he was going to a private Christian school here in town, and we have what was called the DCE, the Director of Christian Education. She was a very young person, and I remember I called one day, and she didn't answer, so I called again, and I guess they had caller IT on the phones because I get a text message that says, I prefer to communicate by text messaging. Well, that's fine for your friends and family, but when I'm dropping $6,000 a year on the school, we're going to communicate the way I want to communicate. And so we had a little discussion about that, and we, we ironed things out just a bit. And it's one of the first times I really thought about this, that we have a generation much younger than my own. I'm Generation X. So is John. You know, we both went to high school in the 1980s, which seems like a long time ago, uh, and we did not have computer cell phones and social media. In fact, a great part of our professional life was spent without all of that stuff. And so that's when I first started realizing there are some real communicative differences within and between the generations that could have an impact on any brand. You know, I don't do any racial DEI stuff because I think it's silly, but I think there's a lot of generational diversity in the American marketplace that can have, that can cause issues and tensions like anything else can. I mean, I, you know, I've seen it with my own eyes. I've seen young people impatient with older Americans who do things perhaps at a different pace or with a different medium or, you know, want to leave voice messages. And so that's something you're going to hear John talk about on the episode today. And then the other thing that really got my attention is because I spent so much time doing branded podcasts for banks and credit unions and other brands all across the country uh, away from this show is a lot of times, especially back when I first started podcasting and the branded podcasting and what do they call it? Sonic marketing was considered something that was for young people. And so I would get paired up with somebody who was typically younger than I was. And 
you know, again, some issues of not being on time, not being, you know, available when you're supposed to be, obviously not paying attention, not reading emails. And it was just it was just endemic to dealing with people in that in that cohort, in that generational cohort. And so it's it's not, you know, it's not one or two times. I think it's empirical when it happens over and over again. And so I thought, I want to celebrate the people who have both the talent that is augmented by experience because you can have a lot of talent when you're 20 and 30 years old. I had a lot of talent when I joined the military, but I didn't have any experience. And so I had to earn that my way up until I had enough experience to be considered a veteran and then lately later a combat veteran. And so when we talk to John, you're going to hear him talk about this in a very thoughtful and engaging way as he always does, because in reality, Generation X is a unique generation. You've got 80 million baby boomers and almost that many millennials and tucked in between with 40 million Gen Xers. And so you're going to have an issue in the next five to 10 years. There aren't going to be enough people in their 40s and 50s to do some of the jobs that we've associated with people in their 40s and 50s and 60s, the C-level employees at these different banking brands and any brand in particular, any brand in general. And so it's going to be an interesting thing. I, I read somewhere that Generation X, there'll be more people in our generation in the workplace in 2028 because the baby boomers are retiring, but there aren't enough of us to replace all of the experience that's going to be leaving the American marketplace in the next decade. So I thought it was time to celebrate people over the age of 50, especially those people that are fabulous over 50. And so we're gonna go up to Connecticut and visit with John, and we're gonna do it all right after this. can't fake experience, so don't even try. For over 13 years, conference quality information without the rubber chicken dinner, the delayed flight, and without the expense report. This is the one and only Power Performance Podcast. Wow, I did that intro in one take. Man. Anyway, up to Connecticut. He is fabulous over 50. His name is John Holt. Hey, John. Welcome back to the show. Hey, Jason. Good to be back. Oh, it's always good to have a Yes, our studio audience are all millennials, so I had to confiscate their cell phones before we started recording today so they could actually collab. Hey, John, first of all, thank you for agreeing to be on the show. You are fabulous, over 50, and one of the things that that means if you're over 50 in the banking marketplace is that you have literally seen it all. Banking before internet banking, internet banking, social media, mobile apps, let's toss in a, a pandemic in there. So you've seen all of the changes in banking and we could talk about that, but I think it's more important to talk about in your opinion, what's the number one thing in banking in your opinion that has not changed? Yeah, thanks, Jason. That's a great question. Um, obviously, there's a lot more um, options that people have to look at their account, to transfer money, to apply for a loan, open an account, et cetera. But I still think one of the big things um, that we all still continue to appreciate 
and want uh, to remain the same is the ability to connect with someone, especially when you have a problem and you need a resolution, to connect with someone, to consult with, to help you out and to step you through the resolution. I don't think that's changed. I think there's still options to text people, to, um, you know, chat with them online, whether it's your bank or your credit union. And in this case, I still think, and I see it with the millennials and the younger generations all the time, they actually want to go into a branch or call and speak to someone to help them through a process or to explain that something to them. So I don't think that's changed. I would totally agree with you. There is still something about, I think we all learned this during COVID-19. There's, there's no way to replicate, for example, the spoken experience and the keynote experience that I used to deliver by myself and then later with the musicians. There was no way to replicate that online. Believe me, we tried. And there's simply no way to mm -hmm. do that. And, it, it, and it, I always find that, illuminating when somebody says it's not just grandma and grandpa coming in who want to speak to somebody it is the younger generation it really is multi-generational that you want to have somebody that you can go talk to in a professional way and it sounds like what you're saying is that's probably never going to go out of style is it i don't think so i mean i still think that there's a security or a comfort in knowing that you can speak to a human being live, whether it's over the phone or go and visit them and have them step you through a process to resolution. I still think people appreciate that. I still think that's why the branches are quite honestly still alive today. Uh, they may not have as much traffic in them, but people very much want to be able to have that human contact, especially when they have a problem. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, you mentioned uh, in the setup that you graduated from high school in 1988. I graduated from high school in 1985. Wow, that sounds like a long time ago. You know, when I make <laughs> flight reservations now and I've got to pick my year of birth, it's like scroll, 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 scroll. <laughs> yep. Take us back. Take us back to your very first job in banking. Had someone walked into your office or a cube or up to the telecounter and said, hey, you know what, one day you're going to be the president of a really great banking brand in Connecticut. First, what would you have thought and said, and what has been the best part of the journey so far? You know, I, if they had said that to me, I would have said you're absolutely right, because I always had that <laughs> as a goal. <laughs> Um, I, you know, I had a, when I was a child, I was a banker, you know, and, you know, playing with my cousins who live next door. Um, I don't know what it was, but I enjoyed banking. And, um, even from that point, I was always fascinated, strangely enough, going through a drive through and getting a lollipop as a child. Um, <laughs> so when, but, you know, I, you know, and I think to all of the years since I started in banking, which was back in 1993, 1993, um, you know, it was obviously very different as we've talked about, but I always knew that I would be a CEO. And how, how did I get there? You know, honestly, it was a lot of hard work. I mean, there's, there were many times where there was a lot of late nights, early mornings, uh, I was very involved in a lot of stuff, building a lot of things, you know, boots on the ground, as they say. I was very involved in that. And, you know, when I am looking back at all of these years, I think about 
like what helped me to get to this place? And I think it was just a couple of things, perseverance and solid communication. Um, I'm a big communicator. I believe in good communication, solid communication, making sure people understand, and of course, listening. But those were the two variables. I mean, you, you have to have an understanding to some degree of what you're getting into. But if you're eager to learn, you work hard, and you communicate well, I think that that's the probably more than 50% of the ingredients you need to be where you want to be. Wow, that is good stuff. And um, I would guess that if you could get all of the, you know, 20 and 30-year-olds who want to be the CEO of a banking brand someday, what would your advice to be? It would probably be something like that, right? You've got to work hard. Yeah, I mean, you do. You have to work hard. I mean, it, it doesn't just come naturally. I mean, some people may think it does, but it really doesn't. I mean, you have to you have to work hard. You have to learn. You have to be a sponge for knowledge and information. Uh, you have to keep up with the latest trends and different things. And, you know, in all the years I've been doing this, uh, to your point from the very beginning, I mean, I saw the birth of Internet banking and, you know, where it started. And, and then, oh, now you can pay your bills online. And wait, there's an app, <laughs> you know, and all of these other things. But, but I, you know, I, I, it didn't, and I'm still working hard. I'm still learning. I'm still trying to figure out what's next. I'm still trying to keep up with emerging technology and trends. And you just have to, you have to stay present. You have to uh, live in the moment, but keep your eye on the future. That's what I would say. Yeah. You know, I mentioned the pandemic earlier, and I didn't, I didn't put this in the setup, but listening to you talk about it, it made me think, do, do you remember that moment back in the spring of 2020 when the rumor became the reality? You sort of heard about this thing called coronavirus, and there were actually people who thought you got it from drinking Corona beer. Remember that? There were actually people who thought that's <laughs> yeah, where it was coming from. And so then they switched it over to COVID-19. Do, do you remember the moment where you said, uh-oh, this is going to put a full stop on everything we had planned for 2020 and potentially change this brand forever, or at least for the foreseeable future? Do you remember what that was like? Yeah, and in fact, I remember um, I was on a plane heading from Connecticut to Florida, and I was on an airplane that was more than half empty. Half the people were wearing masks, half weren't, and I thought, this can't be good. There's something that's going to happen here. <clears throat> and three days later, everything shut down in the country, which was unprecedented wow. from anything I'd ever seen in my life or even thought about. Um, and, you know, I just remember thinking to myself, let me get to Florida, let me figure out what's going on. And, you know, the good news is because Nutmeg prepared so far in advance to be able to, to work remotely because we had started that process back then and we had the technology to do it. I think within a day of uh, uh, the country announcing it was going to basically shutter everything, we virtually went online, everyone had their equipment, brought it home, and we were able to keep the credit union running as is, just a little different than what uh, most people were used to. Um, but, you know, I, I, you know, I think there was always an appetite even, whatever, three, four years ago, like how do we make the environment more flexible for our employees that can right. work remotely? How do we do that? 
Um, so we had started that process again, and it was part of our business continuity plan to be able to do this remote work in, in the case of a natural disaster. And then here we have a pandemic that in most cases was a natural disaster, yeah. and we were able to uh, really, um, you know, move forward without a lot of interruption. Well, that's good planning on y'all's part. You're in Connecticut. You're in southern New England in the Connecticut River Valley, so you do have to worry about hurricanes. So that probably helped a little bit. You know, here in here in central Texas, south Texas, we really don't worry about snowstorms or hurricanes or pandemics. And then, of course, in 2020 and 2021, we had an unprecedented panic a pandemic and an unprecedented winter storm, which those of you in Connecticut simply call early spring. And so I think you're right. It makes sense to, to plan for those things. And I did notice that I follow your, I follow your brand very closely that y'all didn't skip a beat there. Just, it was just like business as usual there in the great state of Connecticut. Finally, as the CEO, I know you may not do all of the interviews of people, but if, if you were doing the interviews or you were telling people that do the interviews, what is one question that every single person that wants to represent Nutmeg State Financial and the member owners of that great brand, what is one question that every single one of those applicants should be getting asked? Uh, yeah, really good question. Um, one thing that, and it's gonna, I'm going to go back to communication on this. I would ask the people interviewing other people that want to work here, tell me what effective communication is to you and how you represent that in your daily uh, life. Um, because there's so many people that are so connected to their phones that I think that that's their way of communication to some degree. And in the world we live in, while technology has certainly advanced, there's still a, a need, as I discussed, to be able to effectively communicate with people, explain things to them, listen carefully, provide them solutions, be courteous to them, thank them, say hello to them. And so we want to make sure that anybody at whatever age they are especially in the world of technology, that they can still deliver solid communication to the masses, especially those that choose to do banking with nutmeg. Uh, I think that's very important, and it's also very important as they interact with one another in the working environment here to be able to get along with others and understand the, that there are different generations that we are all uh, living through. So it isn't just Gen X and you know, Gen Z and Gen Y and the baby boomers, all of these people are combined into one workplace in some cases, and I know they are here at Nutmeg, so we have to be able to communicate effectively through many generations, and that um, comes down to effective communication. Absolutely, spot on. Hey, before we let you get out of here, I always like to ask just kind of a fun non-banking question. We, you and I both talked about growing up in the 20th century. When we were in high school, we had basically three channels in PBS. I didn't get cable television until I was a junior in high school. Uh, now we have all of these streaming services at a gazillion different channels that you can watch. Is there a television show or a series or a movie that you discovered that's not on one of the major broadcast channels that you enjoy watching? Yeah, I, the first thing that comes to mind is Suits. 
because um, I never watched that when it was on TV and it came to Netflix, and I watched all eight seasons quite quickly, and I just I, I just thought it was a cool show. Um, it blended um, my generation, our generation, with the generations of today in so many ways. But then um, when I was watching it, I was like, wow, um, this is interesting. This is how it used to be, and this is how it is today. It was a combination of, of a, that feeling that I have that I just kept wanting to watch it. Um, so, yeah. I, I don't know. I might, I might have to check that out. That was not, that was not a, a, a hugely – I think that was on the USA Network, if I'm not mistaken, when it first came out. It was not like a super, super popular show. I had no idea it had been on the air for eight years. And, but I read the other day or heard the other day that it's been one of the number one watched shows on Netflix. And I'm sure a lot of that – I think that's yeah. Megan Markle, right? She's in, she's in that – in that production, and that might have had some interest, but apparently a lot of people like you have either discovered it or rediscovered it. Did you watch it when it first came out, or or you just decided to watch it? No, I did not watch it when it first came out, and it really didn't have anything to do with Meghan Markle for me, honestly. It was just something that looked, quite honestly, had eight seasons, and I'm like, I wonder what this is about, and I watched one episode, (laughs) and I had known it was going to be, that it was on before, and I was like, I'm really getting into this, and then, you know, eight seasons later, and probably just two weekends, I finished it. (laughs) Wow, I, I had the same experience with Mad Men. I didn't watch it when it was on AMC, and it was on, I think, Netflix at one point. And I, I watched the first episode, and I mean, I think I ate or slept for like a week. I just couldn't take my <laughs> eyes off that show. Hey, folks, his name is John Holt. He is absolutely fabulous over 50. He's not getting older. He's getting better. And if you want to see how to run a wire-tight, elegant banking brand, the website for Nutmeg State Financial is right there in the episode description. I encourage you to follow them on social media. And if you're in the southern New England area and you're looking for a great employer, you might want to dust off your resume. Now that you know the question that you might be asked when you're interviewed, and if you are one of the great professional bankers of our generation, you might just be nutmeg state financial material. John, it is always a pleasure talking to you. Congratulations on everything you've done with that brand. I've been watching it for over 10 years, and it really has been an amazing, visible, tangible transformation from when you took over, and I wish you much continued success in every single thing that you do. Thank you so very kindly. Thank you, Jason. Thanks for having me. Oh, great job. As always, always. Thank you so much for listening to our first episode of Fabulous Over 50. Listen, I know we've got tremendous talent out there, 20 and 30-year-olds, but there's something you don't have yet because you can't fake experience. You can't download experience. You can't get experience from Amazon Prime. You can only get experience the way John has gotten it, the way people like me have gotten it. You live through a lot of things. You experience a lot of things. And I think one of the number one reasons I've been doing this is when I dropped out of social media, I have to tell you the the things that you had to do and you had to say on social media to be accepted, all of that direction was coming from people who are younger than me with less experience than I have. And I don't take advice from people that are younger than me and less experienced than I am in anything that I that 
I have some expertise in. And so I think it's important to celebrate the accomplishments of people over 50 just as much as we do when we celebrate the potential of people under 40. And so thank you so much for listening. And we'll look forward, if you have somebody that you know, that is fabulous over 50. Please send me their name and contact information. My email address is right there in the episode description. My name is Jason Dias. Thank you so much for listening to the Power Performance Podcast special series, Fabulous Over 50, and I'll talk to you soon.